Welcome to the Tiny Gummy Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Tamaki, and hope what you're about to listen to will introduce ideas and perspectives that can inspire you in new and different ways. Last year, I went on a Google search to learn more about the Okinawan diet, which, if you're not familiar with it, is the diet of a community in Okinawa, Japan, that has been studied and researched and is very well known for living very long and healthy lives. So I wanted to learn, were there foods in the Okinawan diet that I could incorporate in my own day-to-day life here in Michigan? So I did a Google search and found a TEDx talk given by Dan Buettner, who was studying different blue zones in the world, meaning communities with a high number of centenarians, people who live to the age of 100 or more. And he spoke of four groups in South America, North America, Europe, and Asia. And in Asia, he was speaking about the Okinawans. And there were four basic principles that he shared about why the Okinawans live the long, healthy lives that they do. The first was what they eat, but the second was how they eat. The third was about their social support network. And the fourth was a concept, a philosophy called Ikigai. I was intrigued, so I did another Google search and found another TEDx talk given by a man named Tim Tamashiro. And Tim broke it down into four basic principles. The first is to do what you love. The second is to do what you're good at. The third is to do what the world needs. And the fourth is to do what you can be rewarded for. I thought about that for a long time. And the more I learned about Ikigai, the more I realized I'd already found mine, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that in Japan that this philosophy existed that helped to create a more meaningful life. Making my miniature origami fulfills all four of the principles that he mentioned, particularly number three, to do what the world needs. It it has surprised many people that the world needs tiny origami, but it actually appears it does. (laughs) And I thought, well, yeah, this makes sense because Part of the reason that I do what I do is because when I make these tiny things out of tiny paper and people see them or even better can hold one in their hand, it creates a moment of wonder. And they'll look at this, you know, tiny frog or tiny crane folded from a one half inch square of paper. And I can see their mind expand at the realization that this was possible, something that they maybe just never thought about, or even if they had thought about it, would have assumed wasn't possible, it is possible. And that's what started motivating me to do more and more of my miniature paper folding. I think creating possibilities is one of the most important things that I could do and really feel equally rewarded by that. Even if I'm not paid, just knowing that I was able to help somebody change their perspective of what is possible in life 
And it's not that I need to impress them with what I do. It's that I want their mind to expand wider from what it had been and realize that the things they thought weren't possible in life might be true about themselves. So that's kind of a stretch, but I'd like to think that opening the mind to possibilities can be something that can be turned inward and people can realize, well, maybe there's more possible for them to find their own purpose in life, to find their own contentment, their own happiness, their own opportunities. Dan Buettner actually described it in the first talk I listened to, is the reason for which you wake up in the morning. What is your purpose in life? After thinking about it for quite some time, I realized that I think Ikigai really breaks down into different concepts that I wanted to share, just in case it was something that you wanted to think about also. Um, The first is the introspection and vulnerability kind of go hand in hand because I think a lot of people don't like to sit and think about their feelings, but it's a really good way to figure out what does make you happy. You know, what do you love? What do you enjoy? There are things that people may be good at naturally, but it doesn't mean that they actually enjoy doing them. And vice versa, there are things you may really enjoy, but you're not really good at, like me in bowling. Um, But I kind of feel like the worse I am, the funnier it is. And so I still enjoy myself. I've often had people tell me that they're not good at anything. And I sincerely believe that we're each born with innate talents and gifts. And so my reply has always been, that if you haven't found what you're good at yet, it's simply because you haven't tried enough different things. And that's where the vulnerability comes in because in order to find something you may be good at may require being prepared to fail. It may require being embarrassed. Um, But those aren't good enough reasons, in my opinion, to not try new things. Because the more things you try, the better the odds are that you're going to find things that you do enjoy. You'll find things that you love and you may find that purpose in your own life. The idea of success, I think, also becomes a roadblock in Western culture to finding our ikigai, identifying it. Because success doesn't necessarily equate to purpose you can be wildly successful and yet supremely unhappy and unfulfilled at the same time. And that's what happens when we confuse success with purpose and we make it our goal or perhaps settle for things like fame or fortune or status when our hearts and our minds yearn to do something else that gives our life that meaning. If you focus on your occupation as a vehicle to achieve things like fame and fortune or status, that's fine. Hey, go for it. If you can achieve it, that's great. But also realize that your purpose in life may be completely disconnected from your occupation and those things. And that when you identify your purpose and you work towards it, 
that's where the reward comes in because I think in most instances, if you are doing something that the world needs, you will be rewarded for it. Maybe not financially, but through appreciation, even an altruistic sense of because you're willing to pursue your ikigai, you're, you know you're helping other people to live a better life or enjoy their own lives or discover their own contentment and happiness. And that's, I think, more meaningful. It's more profound, certainly, than something superficial like status. Um, and it's just another aspect. So Tim talks about in his presentation that you can do part-time ikigai because not everyone has enough time in the day. And I appreciate that to be able to pursue what they're passionate about, you know, what they love full time. But it doesn't mean that you can't do as much as you can do. Maybe it's just a little bit. Maybe it's just even a few minutes a month. But if you keep finding the time or making the time and keep expressing it, I think when it comes from your heart, what you're doing, when it comes from that kind of a place, then it creates its own momentum at some point. It may not be today, it may not be next week, it may not even be next year. But if you stick with it, with whatever it is that you love, at some point, an opportunity will present itself. And you will know that what you were doing was meaningful. And that it just, it mattered. And that that's what makes our own lives more meaningful. I've said to people when I moved to Michigan, I felt like I found the place where my heart is happy and my soul belongs. And I hope that everyone else is able to find that kind of space for themselves as well. There is a book that a friend of mine on Instagram recommended in a photo called The Little Book of Ikigai by Ken Mogi. The subtitle is The Essential Japanese Way to Finding Your Purpose in Life. I'm not finished with it yet, but I'm a good portion of the way through it. And as I read it, I, I feel like, wow, this is just a manual that explains me and, and how I look at life. And in reading it in the book, I realized this is something that my dad really taught me. Um, he probably didn't, didn't know the term ikigai, but his parents coming from Japan, uh, I think they must have brought this philosophy with them to some degree and they passed it down to him because there's just so much about this book that rings true to my dad's philosophies and, and the ways that he raised me to be, uh, for which I'm also very grateful. So I hope this information may be helpful to you, that it will help you to find your own path, your own purpose, and your own contentment. Thank you for stopping by the studio today, and I hope you have a wonderful day. As a full-time working artist, I'd like to acknowledge my Patreon and PayPal patrons. 
And thank you for compensating me for the time and effort it takes to create these podcasts. I appreciate your support.